Tony are listening to the Oval Office podcast here at Pundit Arena. We're just days away from the Lions test opener against the All Blacks in Eden Park. It doesn't get much bigger than this. My name is Brian Barry. Joined beside me is Sean McMahon of Pundit Arena. We're going to hear from Tyke Furlong later in the show who's talking to the media, uh, including our own Nick Heath down below in New Zealand. And we're also going to hear the thoughts from Will Greenwood as well, who's who's also in New Zealand. So um, we'll be hearing a bit more from the Southern Hemisphere in the meantime. But first of all, we're going to chat about the team. Uh, unless, of course, you've been living under a rock. Warren Gatlin did announce his team yesterday. Just go through it quickly. Liam Williams at fullback. The wing wing pairing of Anthony Watson and Elliot Daly. Jonathan Davis and Ben Teo making up the midfield. Own Farrell partner and Conor Murray in the halfbacks. McAvoo Napola. Uh, Jamie George and Tyke Furlong make up the front row. Alan Wynne Jones and George Cruz in the second row. Peter O'Mahony, Sean O'Brien, and Talupe Falatau in the back row. Main talking point: Peter O'Mahony as captain. Yeah, completely. Like I think everyone was just so happy when they realised that he was he was announced captain, and it was definitely a big call from Warren Gatland as well. Probably considering Sam Warburton wasn't too happy. <laughs> probably not, but I think like you know the kind of character that Sam Warburton is like you know you know everyone kind of like discusses how much of a leader he is and he know he always puts the team above himself so and I think that's something that Warren Gatton has, has alluded to already on this tour so I think he'll take it pretty well and you know Sam Warburton at the end of the day he wants to be known as a a tour winning captain you know so and that's what he will be and the best for the, the best thing for the team right now is that 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 back row is playing and that he's not starting so I think it is the right call. Peter O'Mahony it's it's not out of the blue ever since he stepped onto rugby field if you listen to the thoughts of former players who've played alongside him he's a born leader completely um i'd recommend anyone to read the donica callahan column in the times which was produced today and it just gives an, an absolutely fascinating insight into the kind of personality and man that he is and how he's always been a leader since day one um yeah like like you said there he's completely just shown leadership qualities throughout his whole career if that was with Cork Con or with Munster or with Ireland as well you know he's always done it and I think the whole squad on the Lions Tour in New Zealand have just completely have been in amazement and awe just at the level of uh, leadership that he's shown in around the squad always demanding more in training all these different things that we've come to expect that we know from an Irish point of view at least anyway but now the rest of the uh, players from the other countries are starting to realise this and he is the man to lead the team. He struggled to break into the Ireland team during the Six Nations, which makes it all the more remarkable. Uh, stuck behind CJ Stander, uh, Sean O'Brien, and of course Jamie Heaslip, who was at number eight. And because he, okay, he's not, people say he can't cover the three positions, so he wasn't even on the Irish bench for a lot of the Six Nations. To come in, to make a break like this, and now to be captaining the Lions team in their opening test against New Zealand is nothing short of remarkable. Sean, you did catch up with Will Greenwood and we got his thoughts and, well, really what he thinks about Peter O'Mahony getting the captain's arm at. He reminds me very much of Martin Johnson. He's not someone who ever marks himself with a 9 or a 10 out of 10 or a 1 or a 2. He knows life. He's about deviating between a 6 and an 8. And he hits 8 more often than not. And uh, Will, just looking at um, obviously the most one of the most contentious calls was uh, you know uh, who was going to start alongside George Cruz, and obviously Warren Gatland has selected uh, Alan Wynne Jones. What do you make of that call? Like a lot of people are kind of on social media are already kind of questioning that decision. Obviously, Atoje can bring an impact from the bench in the second half, but would it be better for the Lions that he, that if he was starting? Cruz has to start. He's the king of the air. Calls the shots. 
been in imperious form since he came back from injury. I think what you've seen is sometimes injuries during the season can be a blessing. Cruz and Omani. Sometimes for those who like to get a credible amount of game time and play themselves into form, like Sam Wilson, it can be a curse. Um, the second row is about three people completing 160 minutes of rugby. That's the modern game. And who knows, it might even be 40, it might even be a half inch that Toji will come on and impact this game. And I tell you what, anyone criticising Alan Wynn or questioning it doesn't understand Toji as a man and how he reacts to it and doesn't understand the brilliance and authority that Alan Wynne-Jones carries around this planet. We're looking at the back line now and the back three was probably one of the major talking points. You know, there, was, there hasn't really been a standout performer so far in this tour. And I think many of us expected that he would have went with George North on the left wing just because of maybe Warren Gatlin's experience with him in the past and and everything that comes with that. But to select to select Elliot Daly, that's a big call from Warren. And, you know, it's a sign that I know he said in his uh, in his comments with the with the media release for the team, you know, that he's yeah, that he's really going for tries here. You know, he really wants to get a try against get tries against the All Blacks and that's how you beat them and that's why Daly's in the team. Second guessing Gatlin is like believing a it's off pole. You know, you just don't believe polls anymore. You can't second-guess Warren Gatlin. He's shown in 2013. He's shown reflections of his tour. He's shown what he's done by bringing Wales and Scotland players in. He knows what he feels is right. And if he's going to win, every way he does it, if he's going to lose, he will carry that burden. He has no cost to bear with anyone. He's a winner. And he wants to do the best he can with the job he's been given. One of his greatest strengths has always been telling his midweek team, even in the week of a test match, that if you play well, you can play in a test series and you can start on Saturday. Not only in the short term, is that tough to bear for Halfpenny and North, but for the whole collective and the squad in a three-test series. Tell you what that tells anyone who's not in this 23, train hard, keep fit, play well against the Hurricanes, and you can be in Wellington for the second test. And Will, like looking at the bench, you know, obviously, you know, to beat the All Blacks, you have to have impact from the bench. You know that those those last twenty minutes of a test match against the All Blacks is so crucial. We saw that with Ireland's victory over um, the All Blacks in Chicago back in November, and I'm just a little bit concerned. You know, I look at Lee Halfpenny at 23, and as much as he's a really solid player, a good player, you know, he's not someone who I've ever really seen bring a level of impact. You know, off the bench that would be needed. He'd he'd be more considered someone who would start a game rather than someone who'd come off the bench. What do you make of that selection? He's always had that accusation levelled at him. And yet, I don't know how many grand stands he's won, and I don't know what it means in terms of reputation to win Man of the Series on a Lions Tour in 2013. The conditions here, they've got a chance of being biblical, okay? So, Gatland, there's this dream, this ideology that you pack the bench with impact, yeah? But at the same stage, you've also got to pack the bench with a team that considers what happens if there's an injury in the first minute. In an ideal world... Everyone stays fit until 60 and you unload your impact players. In reality, the first minute of the game, someone goes down. You need someone out there to do a job. Exactly. That's a really good, yeah, that's a really good point. And Gat and, and half penny with his kicking. And uh, it's, not, it's not without question. It's not without the realms of possibility that if, De- if Farrell doesn't hold up, I'm sure he's absolutely fine. I don't want this to be a headline in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. It's far more of a side note. If Farrell doesn't hold up, and you could see a double substitution. You could see Sexton come on for Farrell to replace the injury, and immediately half-penny go on for Liam Williams. And just looking at the bench then again, you know, we have Jonathan Sexton there in the 22 shirt. 
do you think there's potential there to see that kind of you know that Owen Farrell Sexton Axis that we've kind of been you know a lot of people have been talking about and are very excited to see? Yeah, it worked well against the Crusaders. There's a lot. I mean, look, there's a lot of water on the bridge until Saturday and until the final whistle on Saturday. But that Crusaders 20 minutes or 60 minutes that they had together is another joker that Warren has up his sleeve. What we mustn't underestimate: three impressive 23 with a standing opposite at the pitch that they haven't lost at since 1994. And as well, Will, just looking at, like, just that brings us nicely into the side that Steve Hansen named earlier on at six o'clock. Uh, amazing team. Sonny Bill, what a game against the Blues, deserved it. Rico Yarn is a surprise instead of Severe. But Hansen's someone who rewards form, absolutely. And uh, he wants to see Yuani in a test jersey. Uh, Kano being fit is a massive boost for them. I bumped into Kieran Reid in the gym that I'm in right now. Ten days ago, he could have played against Samoa. No question that he's fit and ready to go. They just didn't want to risk him against Samoa. They wanted to keep the best number eight in the world for the past two or three years until he started to be pushed by Billy Bonifola, uh, ready for this test series. That was Will Greenwood. Sean, your main thoughts about this um, starting 15, we're going to go through the back three first of all because... All week we were suggesting, does anybody want these back three spots? There were no standout contenders. There was nobody nailed on. George North was the one who's really missed out because not only has he been dropped from what people thought were the starting test team, but also he's been dropped from the match day 23. Um, Liam Williams is the big shot coming in at 15. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think what this back three selection tells you is that no matter if you think if you think that you're completely away from the test side. It doesn't matter. You can put in one good performance and you can get in and that's a great thing to have within the squad and we saw that with the game against the Chiefs on Tuesday when finally the dirt trackers or the midweek side that we've called them for the last couple of weeks, that back three put in an excellent performance and finally showed some attacking flair which has been lacking from the this Lions team so far in this tour. And with regards to Liam Williams, he had a really good second half against the Chiefs. You know, he made he ran some great lines, made some really good line breaks. And some, some, and he was really good in support play as well. And it seems like that, those moments that he made in that second half have got him into this side. Why did Gatlin drop Lee Halfpenny? Because it seemed to me that Halfpenny, without setting the world alight, he didn't do much wrong so far in this tour. I think ultimately the decision is down to the fact that the Lions need to score tries if they're going to beat the All Blacks. And Liam Williams essentially offers a greater attacking threat than Lee Halfpenny. Okay, um, I'm just going to drop a bomb here and suggest that uh, Lee Halfpenny's place in the team is intrinsically linked with Johnny Sexton's place in the team. I think Warren Gatland, we've seen him going for Sexton in the past, obviously that 2013 Lions tour, but perhaps he doesn't actually trust Jonathan Sexton from the tee, and if Sexton starts, he needs another place kicker in Lee, uh, in Lee Halfpenny to start at fullback then. The fact that Owen Farrell has come into the test team means that Lee Halfpenny isn't needed now in this team would that be a fair comment or a, a million miles off I'm not sure um I, honestly I think like in terms of like Lee Halfpenny's inclusion in the squad like as much as a lot of people have said that he doesn't offer the greatest level of impact you know anything can go wrong in the game he might be needed 10 minutes in and you might need you know Owen Farrell he's probably you know near 100% fit but we don't know you never know he could kick a ball and all of a sudden that tie strength could come back and then you might need someone like, um, you know, Sexton might have to come on then, and then maybe Halfpenny might have to come on and take the kicks. But I don't know if it's like an indictment of um, Sexton's kicking ability. You know, at the end of the day, you have so many kickers in that team at the moment. You know, Jonathan Sexton's a great goal kicker. So is Owen Farrell. 
you have Lee Halfpenny as well. Then you have Elliot Daly who can bang them from inside his own half. So I think especially in the second half, and especially if the Lions find themselves in a in a leading position going into the last 15 minutes, and then you want to be kicking those penalties just to kind of you know squeeze the life out of the All Blacks, then you're going to need to have those options because you don't know what way this game is going to play out and who's going to go off injured. Jack Nolan, Elliot Daly, certainly impressed uh, on Tuesday morning. Daly is the one who got the nod. He got taken off with 20 minutes to go. So it was clear that Noel wasn't in contention for the first test anyway. But Daly really, well, he thrived in that game and he really played himself onto the test squad in those 60-odd minutes. He really did, yeah. He was, I think, yeah, like you said, it was an exact, everyone knew he was going to be involved in the 23. And I thought he was just going to get the 23 shirt, to be honest, when he was removed after 60 minutes. Yeah, and um, but again, like he just put in a really good performance. Um, and finally, he he showed you know some of the things that like we've come to expect from when we see him playing in the Premiership. Like you know he's been excellent this season for Wasps. So finally, it was great to see him actually you know make those line breaks and those really good support lines and everything like that that comes with his play. And he deserves his position on the field, like you said. Like and as we've discussed in the last couple of weeks, there's been no back three player up to this point who's really put their hands up. And you know, finally, someone did it on Tuesday, and he was one of them. Did George North uh, kiss his starting hopes goodbye with that drop ball, uh, failing to cover the ball against the Mary All Blacks and coughing up a try? Yeah, like if... Can we pinpoint it down to that exact probably, moment? Probably, yeah. You know, like there's a lot of things about his play that, which is just not on form at the moment. You know, as much as he's been very disappointing from an attacking point of view, before that moment, a lot of people were saying, well, he's he's a big guy. You know, if you have Julian Savea, although he's not playing this weekend, if you a lot of people are saying if he's coming up against a player like him, you need a big guy to be able to defend against him and North will do that and he'll be secure, you know, when the ball has been kicked in behind. And again, he showed in that moment with that, uh, you know, that really poor effort at retaining the ball on the ground that led to a try that he just wasn't able to do it. And it's moments like that that, you know, the coaching staff have to go, well, if you make a mistake like that, then you can't be in the team, you know. Midfield then, I think it was probably straightforward. There were some people quietly expecting perhaps Jonathan Joseph coming in ahead of uh, Jonathan Davis but Teo and Davis it's a straightforward call you reckon? I really think so they've been the two top performance centres on the tour um, like Jonathan Joseph does give you that little bit of X factor in the 13 jersey but we know Jonathan Davis can make those scintillating line breaks and he's shown that in the last couple of games as well and he showed Jonathan Davis for me he really he's defensive solidarity he he brings this back line together he has that experience he's been on a Lions tour and he's just okay he's no Brian O'Driscoll or anything but he certainly dislodged Brian O'Driscoll in a in a Lions test so he must be worth something defensively I think he's very solid coming up against Ryan, Ryan Crotty and Sonny Bill Williams you need a defensive marshal and I think Gatland has found his man in Jonathan Davis yeah definitely like we saw as well in the Scardis victory over uh, Munster in the Pro 12 final how how much he commanded that defence and, you know, Munster huffed and puffed trying to get through and it was only until the end of the game when the game was already won for the Scarlet that they actually finally made a few line breaks. So I think Davies is that guy to lead the defence and, you know, just drive those defensive standards which Andy Farrell is implementing so well in this Lions team at the moment. Owen Farrell and Johnny Sexton was a shootout. Most people fancied Farrell, although Gatlin could well have dropped a bomb by starting Johnny Sexton. Is lack of game time a worry for you? My only worry would be that how serious his injury is. I think Farrell is just one of those type of players that even after a layoff, he can come in and perform um, to a very high standard. So in terms of how he's going to play on Saturday, I think he's going to play very well. But just in terms of will he be able to last again, that's my only concern at the moment.
sure Connor Murray I think was a very straightforward pick at nine and but also even though Reese Webb did as much as he could have really to make a case for himself and he certainly we will see Reese Webb coming on with 20 minutes to go Connor Murray's inclusion also says a lot about how the lines are going to set up here we're going to see a lot of 10-man rugby we're going to there's a bit of rain forecast you're expecting the Lions to take them on up front and Connor Murray's demand to marshal a pack and link up he's the best scrum half in the world for 10-man rugby oh completely like you know and especially with those weather conditions that are expected in park expect a lot of box kicks from Murray um going down the wing channels of the All Blacks you know so you're going to have Rico Ione and uh Israel Dag you're going to have a lot of ball to deal with and you just know the likes of Elliot Daly and um Anthony Watson are just going to be driving down those flanks and putting huge pressure on him. And we saw Watson in recent games, how how good he is in the air and how much how good he can compete. So it's definitely going to be a really interesting battle. Front row again, I don't think there were any huge surprises. Makovunapol and Tyg Furlong taking up the two uh, prop positions. Jamie George on the tour, hands down, has been the most impressive hooker. I think if we were saying that George North lost his lost his um starting place in one moment also Rory Best did in one of those early games against the Blues uh that final line out but Jamie George which is quite nuts it's his first ever test start and it's for the Lions against the All Blacks it's uh, is it a 16 test or a 17 test he's I think played he, 16 yeah I think he's played 17 appearances for England okay. which all came from the bench so it's incredible that he's his first uh, senior international start in a test match is coming for the Lions against the All Blacks but fully there on merit oh completely like like Jamie George has as like you said has been the best hooker um throughout the tour you know Canones I say is just behind him but George just offers that little bit of extra in the loose I think compared to the other two players in addition to you know the fundamentals which you need from your hooker which is a strong throw in the line out good hooking ability and and the ability to be able to prop up the your two uh props on the, on the loose head side and the tight head side so he kind of has it all at the moment Will Greenwood spoke quite passionately about George Cruz had high praise for him but Alan Wynne-Jones versus Makovunipola Mara Otoji as should say versus Alan Wynne-Jones that was the real battle and Gatlin went with his man his trident uh, untested yeah if you look at Alan Wynne-Jones he's actually started or he's played I should say in the last six test matches for the British and Irish Lions which just shows you the level of experience that he has you know spanning uh, three tours you know so you want a guy like that in terms of his experience and his leadership abilities to be in that um, that tight five positions, especially when you see young guys in in George Cruz and uh, Jamie George and even Tyke Furlong. These are young guys that he's like they're absolute quality players, but they're young. They're relatively inexperienced at this level. So I think to have him in there is probably the wisest call. I know a lot of people wanted to see a Toje start, but like just think of him. Maro Toje coming on at like fifty five minutes and just bringing the pain to the All Blacks in the second half. It's going to be excellent. Sure, we spoke about Peter O'Mahony and we we really summed up uh, this back row in last week's podcast. We said that Sean O'Brien isn't your traditional seven, isn't your ball winner, but Peter O'Mahony may compensate for that to Lupe Falatero at number eight, which not many can have any huge complaints, not least CJ Stander. I think Falatero has done enough. On the bench, Ken Owens, Jack McGrath, Kyle Sinclair, I think that's straightforward enough. Yeah, you got in Jack McGrath and Ken Owens, you have like just two guys who are going to keep what is hopefully from a Lions perspective, a strong scrum foundation continuing into the second half. They probably wouldn't be the greatest ball carriers um, in the world. You know, they're solid, but they're not going to they're not going to 
gain five, six meals per carry or anything like that. But then someone like Kyle Sinclair, like we've seen some of his offloading, how he catches a ball. He has an incredible step for such a big guy. Um, and he's a good scrummager too. So he kind of has the whole package. And again, in the same mold as a Toja in terms of bringing impact uh, from the bench in the second half. Sam Warburton covering the back row. Was that Gatland sticking with his man, even though he didn't want to start him? Or sh- perhaps should he have put in a more versatile back row player? Yeah, it's a. I guess he can cover six and seven. Obviously, like he won't be able to cover eight. But I think with Warburton, you know, we all know what he can do when he's playing well. You know, he's probably one of the best players on the ground in terms of uh, stealing ball, being a complete nuisance at the breakdown. You know, one like we said before, he's one of the main reasons why um, Wales beat Ireland during the Six Nations. So I think to have someone like him with his experience and quality to come off the bench, hopefully he can show it. Um, I think he'll be able to do it, and it's a great option to have. Short. Uh the backs on the bench then Reese Webb which nobody can have any complaints with whatsoever been fantastic form this uh this Lions tour so far Johnny Sexton and Lee Halfpenny um speaking to the media earlier today was Tyke Furlong he was asked what being a Lions means to him and he had quite an interesting answer you think of the club back home where you started your family who you know carted you here there everywhere and everyone has helped along the way from Tariff um Leinster, um, Ireland, etc. Um, you know, it's, it's a very proud day for me and all them those people. Have you had many messages of support from back home? Yeah, I, was, I woke up this morning. Obviously, the team was named before I got out of the cot. So, um, you know, there was a few messages there and um, WhatsApps and texts and stuff. And everyone's been hugely supportive. And um, I suppose when, when that starts happening and the team is named and... Um, that sort of wave of support comes into you and the team and it really starts to kick kickstart the excitement levels. Probably doesn't get any bigger um, than the All Blacks in Eden Park, to be fair. So, uh, you know, we, we've prepped well as a team and, you know, we have a session this afternoon as well to, to keep going at things and perfect little things we want to perfect. So, um, you know, looking forward to it. It's a huge challenge, but these are the sort of days that, you know, you play rugby for. If you look at the match on... On Tuesday, I think the front row that started, you know, did really, really well. Um, I think naturally as well, as time goes on and you're getting used to, I suppose, the people behind the player as well and, and getting into combinations and you know, like getting to know what your hooker likes or what way the second row jumps. Um, you know, that only helps and strengthen the, the bond within the squad and understanding between players. Yeah, it's a massive challenge for the pack. Um, you know, it's it's probably us to give the foundations for the back uh, for the back line to play off and you know weather conditions permitting um i think there's due a bit of rain there in the in the morning um so you can probably expect the the ground to be a bit greasy so you know as a pack it's it's fundamental that you know that you know we put our stall out early uh my dad actually still has not got a mobile phone um which i think he's he's pretty happy about um so my mother, uh, my parents are coming over uh, next week. So mom has, uh, I think she sorted out Roman or got her head around Roman at the minute. So uh, hopefully be able to get in contact with her. Going well. No, I haven't actually spoken to him today. I'll probably give him a shout this evening when it's mo- it's morning at home. Um, you know, it, it won't be a massively fascinating phone call from any of those sort of aspects. It'll be just sort of catching up, how we're getting on, um, how are things back home, etc. Yeah, it's a proud moment. You probably never get that out out for it though. Uh, he was just screaming down the phone, so you probably can't hear me too well. Um, 
but yeah, look, it's pro for it's ma it's massively pro for them, and um, especially my father, who you know, who would support and follow rugby for a very long time. Some really interesting thoughts there from Furlong, who really he, he brings a human element to it, doesn't he? Um, fascinating insight, and it's been a remarkable story, of course, this season. If you look at the Lions bolters, he's definitely ticks that box. Looking now, there's been so much talk over the last few months about Lions squad throughout the Six Nations, throughout the European Champions Cup, who's impressed Gatland, who hasn't, who'll make the squad, who then the warm-up games, who played well, the winners, losers, etc., etc. We It's easy to forget that the Lions are actually coming up against arguably one of the most dominant teams in sport, the All Blacks, back-to-back -back World Cup champions. They're playing in their own backyard in Eden Park where they haven't lost a test game since 1994. One of sports in general, true fortresses. Um, Steve Hansen has named quite a formidable team. It's actually more frightening to think of the players he was able to leave out of the squad than put in, but he named his team. It's uh, Ben Smith, Israel Dagg and Rico Ioni in the back three, Ryan Crotty and Sonny Bill Williams in the midfield, Bowden Barrett and Aaron Smith. At halfbacks, Joe Moody, Cody Taylor, and Owen Franks make up the front row. Brody Retallick and S Sam Whitelock make up what is arguably the form. Second row pairing in world rugby at the moment had Jerome Kaino, Sam Kane, and Kieran Reid in the back three. Reid, of course, coming back into the test team. Intimidating, awesome, powerful. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, kind of scary when you actually read it out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, looking at the team, you know, it's filled with quality and, you know, for what is the most part, a lot of experienced players. I think the two controversial, or if you can call them controversial calls, was the inclusion of Rico Ione. You know, it's his first um, international start for the All Blacks. And, you know, what a moment for him. And the pressure is definitely going to be on him and the spotlight will be on him. So it'll be interesting to see how he deals with that. And possibly the inclusion of Ryan, Ca Ryan Crotty at 13. A lot of people thought Anton Linear-Brown was going to start in that position. Um, I think Crotty was coming back from a rib injury as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Will he be able to take the uh, the punishment from the Lions midfield as well and how much he holds up? Uh, but in overall context, yeah, it's it's really hard to find any weaknesses in that team. But I think there are one or two areas of the of the New Zealand team where the, the Lions can get at them. Sure, and I think everybody, what they're saying is the Lions need to target the scrum. Joe Moody, Cody Taylor and Don Franks are top-class front rowers in their own right. But what we've seen in the tour... Lions front row have been dominated at scrum time dominating at scrum time I should say and they're going to target that as a platform to use oh completely and I think the loss of Dane Coles is just a huge blow to the All Blacks he's just, you know probably the best hooker in the world really strong scrummager and just you know so dynamic and um, powerful in the loose as well so you know Cody Taylor he's a good player but he's not in uh, at the same quality as Dane Coles so that scrum is going to be massive there's going to be a lot of scrums on Saturday if, if the weather forecast is to what we expect. It's going to be raining. So that's going to be a huge um, a huge weapon for the Lions, and especially, I think, in terms of the bench options as well from both sides. I think we have a stronger um, front row coming off the bench than the All-Backs do. Aaron Smith at nine. He lost his place last November to TJ Perinara, who really put his hand up. Uh, a few months ago, you thought Perinara was a shoe-in to start, but Aaron Smith coming back in up against... It's arguably... The best two scrum halves in world rugby, Conor Murray versus Aaron Smith. Fascinating battle, certainly stylistic matchup as well, in that Murray is a lot more physical than he is. 
then Smith and obviously Bowden Barrett then against Owen Farrell. Is that the winning and losing of this game in these halfback pairings? I think there's just areas all over the pitch that are going to be the winning and losing, but I do think the halfbacks is one of the major um one of those major areas. Yeah, looking at Bowden Barrett, it'll be interesting to see how he performs. I think um if we look back into Super Rugby and we saw it when the Crusaders beat the Hurricanes, I thought what was really interesting in that game was just how much pressure they put Bowden Barrett under, like really quick line speed really kind of got under his skin and Barrett actually had a poor game that day which actually led to uh, the Hurricanes' loss so I think that's something the Lions are going to be looking at that you know if you can get under this guy's skin put a lot of pressure on him you know you can negate the influence he's going to have in the game. Ardi Savea being left out of the starting 15 is that somewhat a sign of respect from Steve Hansen to the Lions perhaps saying he's recognising that this game isn't might not be pretty but we need he needs his guys at the breakdown. He needs Sam Kane, needs Jerome Kaino, who are going to do a job rather than the fireworks and the YouTube highlight reels of Ardi Savea. Yeah, maybe it's a. I think it's going to be a game more for the likes of Kano and Kane because you know they've they've kind of been there, done that you know for so much over the last couple of years, and they know how to win games in really difficult conditions as well, which is what we expect at Eden Park. But yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. But you just, to to put a player like Ardi Savea on the bench, but again, like just think of him coming on the second half. It's just going to be it's going to be yeah yeah that's the best way to describe it. So we've talked we've talked him up the All Blacks. We've also uh, debated the Lions uh, starting fifteen, but they're the thirty men who will face off on the pitch, take to the field in Eden Park, barring injury. But it's time to put a gun to our heads. How do you see the game going, and who's going to win? I think the All Blacks are going to win, but it won't be by as much as everyone's kind of saying towards the start of the tour. I say roughly by about seven points, I think, will be the, the margin of the match. So the the Lions aren't going to break the duck. Um, what about you, what about you though, Brian? I'd, I'd be a bit more pessimistic, to be honest. I'd, I'd like to keep everybody's uh, spirits high, but unfortunately, I think this record, uh, the All Blacks, I think the Lions can certainly trouble them, uh, certainly going forward. We saw the All Blacks flexed their muscle against Samoa, scoring 78 points. But they haven't been playing for long. That's their first game together in, well, this season, this calendar year. If the All They haven't defended together in a test match yet. And if the All the Lions can ask questions of them early on, run at them, put them on the backwards foot, and get them moving backwards, their defence moving backwards from strong breakdown, from strong, strong scrum, and they need the line-out to function, I think they certainly can ask questions, but again, I'd agree with you. I think the All Blacks are too strong and unfortunately just fancied them to get through on this one, but it's a three-test series. It's a marathon, not a sprint, but Eden Park yeah. may be a step too far. We'll um, have to see. We will, of course. Looking forward to Saturday morning. Uh, we can't wait. I hope you can't either. Thanks very much for listening to The Oval Office by Pundit Arena. If you enjoyed it, do subscribe if it's your first time listening. And in between now and Saturday morning, uh, catch up make sure to log on to punditarena.com for all the best coverage of the game so from myself brian barry from sean mcmahon and from our producer dave o'regan here beside us thanks very much for listening here's hoping for a lion's victory and we'll talk to you next week